where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to go back and do a little flashback. I thought it'd be fun maybe every 100 episodes to do a flashback, and this is a a first of flashbacks to kind of just, you know, talk about who I am and and so forth. So I wanted to talk about, because some of you know my history, maybe if you've listened to the Confessions of an Obese Child podcast, but many of you have not. So I, I wanted to talk about one of my more interesting adventures that I did uh, when I was younger. And if anybody ever asked me, like, what's the craziest thing you've done or the most, I guess, unique thing that I've done? Well, I guess the most, I guess, accomplished thing that I've ever done was lose over 100 pounds and keep it off for 30, coming in May, it's going to be 31 years. But I guess my most interesting thing would be running with the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Now, many of you are aware of this festival. It was made famous by Ernest Hemingway's novel, The Sun Also Rises. His characters go down to Pamplona. And in that area of Spain, uh, there is an annual festival, Festival of San Fermin. It's one of the saints, local saints. And they would do typically eight days of festivities. And one of them would be corralling a bunch of bulls and having them run down an alley or a street, so to speak, to the bull ring. And then they would have... Uh, bullfighting. So Pamplona is a relatively large city. It's in the northern part of Spain near the French border. And so Hemingway made it famous in his 1923 novel, Sun Also Rises. So by the, certainly the 50s, 60s, and 70s had gained steam. And, and no doubt by the 90s when I got there, it was it was pretty famous. I was there, and this I must have been 21. It was my first European summer abroad, and it was in 1995. And this was this this tells you how far back it is. It was five years before the Euro, and I flew into Paris, and I had to take a train down to the Spanish border. And Franco, who was the the fascist dictator that ruled Spain for 30 years after uh, essentially World War II. He had the Spanish rail lines on a different gauge. So when you got to the Spanish border, you literally had to get off, get your passport stamped. Again, this is before they had the European Union, but it didn't have um, – you had to get off and get on another train. So I remember getting on that train and going to San Sebastian, which is a very beautiful coastal resort. Not far from Pamplona. Anyway, so so I went there nominally for classes, but really it was just to hang out and you know live a college life in another country. So one of the weekends, the weekends of the Festival of San Fermín in Pamplona, which is maybe two hours away by bus, was uh, I think it's uno de enero, dos de febrero, tres de marzo, cuatro de abril, cinco de mayo, seis de junio, siete de julio, San Fermín. So July seventh, yeah. So I went down there, and essentially, again, this this is my recollections of it 20 whatever 25 god 27 years ago i just remember like it was packed 
and all the plazas had people sleeping in the plazas and there was like drinking debauchery at night a lot of parties a lot of discotecas a lot of pet shop boys being played you know a lot of the you know that kind of music rave rave was really big in the mid 90s you know ecstasy coming to my planet so it's a dream you know a lot of that music so i just remember they're like people having sex in the parks just open frolicking anyway so i went with some of my friends who i made at that point and we were like okay we're gonna do this but i had made the decision it happens in the very early morning i made the decision to do this sober most oh no i say most a lot of people just stay up all night just do it at whatever i can't remember seven eight in the morning and then they go crash and sleep i was like heck no <laughs> i could do that because i'm too responsible so typically, and a lot of Spaniards would go there, you know, all the Europeans would go there, but it's supposed to be a Spanish event. So you wear white, and then you wear a red sash around your waist and a red bandana. So essentially, and again, I, I have not Googled the actual dimensions of the running of the bulls. I'm just speaking out of my memory. So they corral or make a barricade from where they release the bulls to the bull ring. I, I would say this was maybe a mile of going down a street where they barricade it so you can't really exit off the street and there's people on either side of this barricade watching the running of the bulls so i decided because i was you know not i don't know you can call it smart wise brave whatever i was not gonna line up where they let the bulls release i was about a half a mile in so maybe halfway and there was a bunch of us waiting nervous and then they release the bulls there's like i get some sound so you know that they've been released and i don't know it must have been 10 they release it and you don't hear them coming all you see and i would say that the uh, the street or the alley this one mile street that they kind of barricaded maybe you know, 20 feet may no 15 feet wide so then all you see is this this avalanche of white sashed people running towards you because the, the bulls are behind them right so they're running from the bulls or running with the bulls so i was like oh so i see this mass wave it's like it's like a gigantic wave you know <laughs> you know when they like like there's a break of the dam and you see the water come you just start running you don't wait for the water so i started running and bulls are fast and you know i'm in good shape this is like three years after i lost my way and i was running five miles a day probably you know, i was in my best shape in my early 20s i was like 20 when this happened so i started running and the guys that were running some of them caught up to me but i'm sprinting and i'm like what the f am i doing here this is when it dawns on me that these i don't know one ton bulls are chasing me now you think cattle is slow cattle ain't slow they got four legs to run we got two we're bipedal so the bulls catch up now you might hear every year somebody gets gored and typically the reason they get gored is these bulls will catch up unless you start running close to the bull ring at the end they will catch up so with the mistake that you make is you like oh no the bulls are coming you turn around like where are they now and then they gore you in the abdomen that's not good so if they catch up to you the best thing to do is to kind of couch down on the corner and just 
you know, crawl up, right? And just hope they don't hit you because these are very heavy animals. And I think that's what I did. Again, this is 21 years ago. So I know I did not get gored and, you know, heaven help me. I did not get walked on or stepped on. So by the time I, I knew, I was kind of looking at the side of my peripheral vision to the left. I knew they were about to come. And I was like, okay, I can keep standing upright and run and potentially get gored in the butt. Or they might run past me. I don't know. And there is a risk of just crouching down and crawling into like a fetal position, right? They could step on you there. But I just thought, okay, I'm going to crawl up in fetal position. So I did it. And they all passed me. So I got lucky. Now, I don't remember anybody getting gored that morning. Now, what happens later is the bulls run into this ring, bull ring, where there's going to be bullfights in the afternoon. And so everybody that corral runs the, down the street and makes it to the bull ring, the entrance of the bull, they all spread out and they jump on the barricades to get out of the way. But some stay in the, in the bull ring. And then they release a bunch of baby bulls. And, I, and by that point, you know, after they had passed me, I, I ran in and I just got behind the barricades. I'm like, I don't know what the, what the heck I was doing. I'm just going to watch this because I had no idea. This was my first morning there. I didn't really know the culture tradition of what was going to go on. So I jump in the barricade and just watch. And it's interesting. All these Spaniards who either ran or didn't run or Europeans or Americans, a lot of them got up from the bullring stands and jumped onto the bullring and they would just tease and taunt these bulls. And these bulls were not like the gigantic bulls, but they were pretty big. And they would have like little sticks or newspapers and hit them in the head and make the, the bulls chase them. Some of them, before the bulls would come out of the, I guess, of the entrance where the bulls were kept, they would like pile themselves up like a pyramid, like a cheerleader pyramid. And then when the bulls would come out, the bulls would charge them. And they'd go, oh, and then I'll break the pyramid. I mean, you know, again, this is this is traditional Spanish machismo. You know, a lot of machismo. So it was just like, who's manly enough? Who's going to run with the bulls? And I'm sure on one level, and this especially now, but even in the 90s, a lot of them felt that this was being, you know, touristized. And all these Europeans and Americans and Asians were coming and desecrating their ancient tradition. And I get it. But, you know, what? Pamplona makes tons of money. And Pamplona is a beautiful town, and it's a pretty quiet town. But during this one week in July, it turns into, like, hedon, hedonismville, kind of like New Orleans. So I just remember watching that in the bull ring, And that was it. That's pretty much my story. I do have a couple pictures. And the, the pictures are fascinating because I actually had hair back then. I had a lot of hair. You know, you guys know that I'm bald, if those who know me. And I have a picture of me running, uh, right, taking a picture next to Hemingway's statue of uh, running with the bulls. And so I have that picture. And uh, that's pretty much, I think that's the only picture I had uh, of the time. But I guess that's the most uh, crazy thing that I've ever done. Uh, the most, I guess, well-known thing that I've ever done. And I just wanted to share that story. In retrospect, or if I ever went back to Europe, I would never do that again. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you five seconds. You need an Apple product. I, I got to check if I'm on Spotify because I think on Spotify now you can post reviews. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. Please make a donation if you help defray the cost of hosting this on the server. And also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website, where you can check out all my articles on previous podcasts. I probably have a 1,000 episodes combined from the three feeds. Speaking of the three feeds, 
Please subscribe and follow to all three, Confessions of an Obese Child, Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.